0: And welcome to Blue Royalty, a London is Blue podcast dedicated to the Chelsea women's team. I'm your host, Jessie Park-Humphreys, joined today by Yash Takur, who you might more commonly known as Audrey's Zlalite. I should have asked Yash to say that one as well on Twitter. Um, I'm sure lots of you will know who I'm talking about. Uh, Yash is a fantastic analyst and uh, appreciator of, of all football, but I think, you know, especially the women's game. Um, And we are going to be looking ahead today to Chelsea's quarterfinal meeting with Lyon that's taking place on Wednesday. Um, Yash has warmed up for this pod by calling Chelsea in his great piece previewing the quarterfinals on The Analyst, the new pretenders of women's European club football.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't think that is uh, wrong to say. Chelsea's ambitions have been clear with the way they are, With the sort of players they have signed and the ambition that that they have shown in the market and also reaching a semi-final a couple of seasons ago. I think they dream of winning that trophy like every other team and they've been working towards it. Success has not uh, really come their way so far and there are a couple of reasons for it. I think fan base is also screaming about it a lot and I've seen a lot of chatter about it as well. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it's wrong to call them the pretenders for now. (laughs) Fake it till you make it as the (laughs) say. That
0: that is what we are hoping we will do on Wednesday, I think, because um, I want to get your, like, vibe check on this match because when I was preparing for this pod, I basically had this feeling of, like, oh, shit. And it's very easy when you're looking at Leon and the players they've got, and kind of their recent form, because you know I do think the French league is is allows for a team to be more dominant, but what's your kind of neutral perspective on on where both these teams are ahead of this game?
1: uh okay, so looking at the season so far and how the teams have performed so far i when I saw the draw, I was like, this might be a little tricky to call because although. You know, Leon had this big aura in, in Champions League. Even if they are performing poorly elsewhere, they'll just turn up and win win the trophy somehow. Chelsea ha- have had their struggles this season as well, but we know the star power that they have. We know how many decisive players are there in their lineup most of the times. So it, it was something of a you know coin flip at the at the moment. But now coming into this after after the draw was announced and uh, until now when when the games are going to be played, I think some things have changed. Lyon has had uh, a good run of form. Now they've, they've got their players back from injuries, so now they are in a in a good moment. Uh, I would say. Plus, uh, Chelsea have had a bit of a wobble. I mean, this season has been a little wobbly all around. I would say, like because from the games that i've watched from the season that i've followed and from, from the research that i did for the piece as well i think what i came uh, what i came to the conclusion was chelsea although they have a lot of decisive players a lot of match winning players it, the balance has always been something that they have struggled with and i think that will prove to be a little bit tricky yeah there will be goals in this game because i don't think either defenses are like as solid uh, at the moment. But yeah, I think Leon slightly edge it at, uh, uh, at the time of recording this. But yeah, it might change after how the first leg goes and everything. But yeah, I, I think at the moment, just very slightly, Leon uh, do edge it, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of on the 50 50 fence still. But I can see, I think it's reasonable to see why Leon will edge it, only solely because Chelsea are very up and down I think in their performances I can I can see them turning up and putting in a a good display um but also while I was preparing for this I did take a quick look back at the last time Leon and Chelsea met in the 2018-19 Champions League Leon winning 3-2 on aggregate 2-1 in the first leg 1-1 in the second I think something stood out to me about this game Yash was just how many current Chelsea players were in that squad because you know we've talked about the star signings and bringing in these big names and trying to kind of build this super team. But uh, of the current squad who featured in that game, you've got AKB, Millie Bright, Magda Eriksson, Maren Mielder, Sophie Ingle, Aaron Cuthbert. Frank Kirby was also in it, um, also played, but obviously won't play for these games. Jess Carter was on the bench, but didn't feature. So how much do you think having that kind of memory of the game and actually having a a core which which maybe sometimes we overlook about Chelsea having could impact the match because obviously Leon have a fairly consistent core as well
1: yeah actually like before coming onto this spot today I was watching those games because I had uh previously planned to put out a tactical analysis of sort of that game because that was a really good game uh to look back to but yeah in terms of turnover I think there's still like significant changes when you talk about uh, Chelsea with with even the way they play. you you lost G, obviously, uh, who was spectacular then. Now, you have got Sam Kerr. Now, looking at current season, you have got Lauren James, you have got Guru, right? And so, the core of the... While the players, there are a lot of similar players from that, that point on. But the way they play and the way... The actual current core is right now it is a bit different i would say because you the current core for chelsea would definitely consist of erin Cuthbert and sophie Ingle has also been important but if you look at the attack you have got guru you have got uh, sam kerr now uh in defense yes obviously magda and mili bright are still there but you have also got uh this big piece in kardisha buchanan now so yeah i mean Things, while they look a bit similar, players, while they look similar from that point on, I think there there has been a significant change in what Chelsea were then and what Chelsea are now. And especially now, the players that were there, like Cuthbert, has definitely matured a lot coming into this now. Because she she is playing all sorts of positions now. She, She was a sort of attacking midfielder slash you know, wide wide, uh, creative player. Now she has turned into an all-action midfielder. So a lot has changed from that point on, even though the names are similar. I think Chelsea is a a different team than what they were in 2018-19. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it will be interesting. And I don't know how much this stuff actually matters for players like this, but I wonder if a lot of them will take at least confidence from how close they were able to make that game. Um, even though I'd say now the squad has come on by quite a lot. But we're going to take a quick ad break here. Thanks for supporting the show. When we come back, we'll have a bit more of a detailed look of what Leon have been up to this season. So, Yash, from an English perspective, I think when we think of Leon this season, we obviously think of the Arsenal game, the 5-1 at the start of the, the Champions League, which sort of kind of ended up with Leon in this position where they they did finish second in the group even though they won the reverse fixture but they they dropped points elsewhere in that group too but I feel like when we now at the end of march look across Leon's season that game's more the anomaly right rather than than how they've actually performed
1: yeah i mean that was a free result uh, obviously because looking back at at that game you know, Leon has had injury problems. From that point on, you know, it, it made a lot of noise. Obviously, when when a team like Leon lose a, such uh, in in especially in Champions League when they lose by such a big margin, it obviously makes a lot of noise. And there were a lot of questions. But I think it was blown out of proportion because you know these things can happen at times. You know, when when you have players like Mead in, in such a form, when you have Everything just going your way, and the other team is like sort of playing their B team uh, in that game due to injuries. These things can happen. So, I don't think uh, looking into that result a lot is going to be helpful for uh, any sort of uh, any team, especially Chelsea, looking at that game to sort of try to replicate that. I don't think that's going to work because they have changed since then. Uh, That has the injuries, especially, has forced them to like. Uh, make a change of formation because typically when we think of Lyon, we think of uh, 4-3-3. We have had those midfielders like we have had Amandine Henry, we have had Marojan playing in that midfield all the time. We have had Eugenie Lesmer, we have had Cascarino and and a front line of Hegerberg. So we, when we think of Lyon, we think of 4-3-3, but that has changed. Bombastor's hands have been tied. You can say it was a forced change, but that has changed and they are now playing in a sort of a very 4 4 2 diamond sort of formation with Maro and given the reins to like uh, have that sort of free roll where she's drifting all, all, all along uh, the width of the pitch. So, yeah, that has changed, and the way now they are approaching the game is, is different. So, uh, I think, I do think once the all the players are returning from injury, I think they will switch back to four three three. 3 But for the moment, they are definitely playing in a more sort of narrow, uh, trying to overload the central zones. Uh, with the midfielders that they have, because uh, if you look at their squad, the the midfield depth that they have is just ridiculous. You know, even with Amandine Andri now injured, they have Damaris, they have uh, Lin horan they have uh, Sarah Debrits, they have Jennifer Marozan. So, I mean, these players can create any sort of problems for any sort of team. So, uh, it's, it's, it's different and… What this has resulted in in the absence of Egerberg is, is also the change in roles of the uh, forward pairing because now Cascarino, who we know as this explosive wide player, is performing a sort of different role, playing as a part of the front two. And while, while she still drifts out wide a lot, her presence in those half spaces inside the box and making those sort of inward runs or linking a play just uh, at the edge of the box is has improved definitely we are something that has been a major complaint of beyond this season especially in the absence of a goal scorer like ederberg has been the lack of goals because you know when you think of leon you also think of goals because you know they create so many chances they have so many explosive players they obviously score a lot of goals but that hasn't been the case you would expect a team like Lyon to consistently be overperforming their xG by a lot, given the finishes that they have, given the amount of chances, and how dominant they are usually in their games. But that hasn't been the case. I think their xG overperformance this season is really mid-table, like they're only marginally overperforming their xG if I'm not wrong. Whereas in previous season, they would just uh, completely throw it out of the park. Uh, but yeah, that hasn't been the case. But if, if you have read, I think Chelsea fans uh, collectively gasped when they read that Hegerberg is coming back and those videos of uh, scoring goals in, in trading uh, popped up. So, yeah, things, things are looking on the up. Things have changed for Lyon. But I think uh, that change was a, was a welcome one because they definitely needed some sort of tactical adjustments to uh, make for the injuries that they have had this season.
0: Yeah, and it it certainly kind of seems to have made up for it, along with, you know, some of those players returning. So Lyon currently uh, top in the Division 1, only lost this season there is to PSG. um, And I mean, they they didn't deserve to lose that game. So uh, write that one off as bad luck, I think. But we've kind of seen... Um a back four of Basha, Renard, Gilles and Carpenter, with, you know, Carpenter and Basha obviously have, well Carpenter haven't been out long term since the end of that Champions League final, Basha having missed bits and bobs of the season. Uh Egarolla, De Britz and Lindsay Haran in in front of them, and then Marajan as the ten and then Le Sommere and Cascarino as the two, but we've also seen like Vicky Besher in that role as well. Um I want to touch a bit more on, on Cascarino because I do think that change in her role is, is really interesting. She's she's leading Leon in terms of you know chances created, non penalty xG. Obviously, maybe her ability to top those metrics this year it has been helped by a lack of availability for for other players who we might kind of see contesting. With her, I I thought it was really interesting, the bit in your piece where you're talking about how her touches inside the penalty area have increased 6.9 per 90 compared to 4.3 in her last campaign. How much of a threat do you think Cascarino specifically will be for Chelsea in these games? Yeah, I think
1: definitely Cascarino is, is a sort of player that is decisive in these sort of pictures. And we have seen that in the past as well. If you just roll back a couple of years... The way she performed in those finals is is just uh, amazing. You know, she she's she's a decisive player. But I think what's interesting in this role is definitely uh, as you mentioned her her positioning and the sort of spaces that she's occupying this season are different from her usual. You know, maintaining the width sort of wide player who is just ready to take on a fullback, attack the byline, and then put a cross in. Uh, but this season we are seeing her. As I mentioned before as well, seeing her operate a lot in, in those half spaces inside the box as well. Even though she's having touches uh, along the width of the uh, near the touchline, those are uh, coming from a sort of out into out run that she's making from, from the central spaces. And that is a bit different because that allows her to attack those sort of channels between uh, the fullback and, and the center back. And that that has been a key addition to her game, I would say. Then the link-up play just uh, outside the edge of the box is something that uh, that is really you know has been on on the up for her. Uh, that was also seen like uh, in their recent game uh, where uh, Maruzan assisted Vicky Besho for the for the opener, I think. Uh, and it was Cascarino who was first of all occupying that sort of zone fourteen that we usually talk about. Uh, getting into that and playing a sort of layoff pass for uh, Manushan uh, on on in the wide area so this sort of link up player has uh, obviously improved i still have a complaint like having followed her for so many seasons you sort of expected her to be to have exploded and become this end product heavy player that she hasn't uh, the underperformance in front of the goal is still there but i think when with Hegelberg in the in the side she takes up a lot of those goal scoring uh, responsibilities from from other players so uh, the major responsibility for players like you know Selma Basha or maybe like Delphine Cascarino was to facilitate and was to create chances so that aspect is still uh, a sort of underdeveloped feature of her and that has been my personal complaint regarding Cascarino she's a great player but if she can add that little end product and that final ball to her game, she can cause all sorts of uh, all sorts of problem with her dribbling, with her runs, and with the sort of position that she occupies. But that end product would just take her to the next level. You know, like when you talk about explosive wingers, when you talk about really impactful wingers, the first thought that probably comes to the mind is uh, how Calvin Graham Hansen plays like. Yeah, obviously she's she's a different sort of winger that, to Tasker, you know. But what makes her different is she has got that final ball. She has got that end product to her, and that is what makes her really, really decisive in games. Not just with with uh, the actions that she does on the ball, but those replicate on the uh, on the score sheet as well. And I think it's it's time for her to like take that next step. But There has been a change in what Delphine Cascarino used to be and what Delphine Cascarino is this season. And I think her runs, uh, those runs from end to out, like I mentioned in the channel, and uh, the way she's she's been operating inside the box in those half spaces is going to be crucial to monitor and how they deal with with it, especially even how quick she is. Uh, So it it will be important to see how Chelsea managed to deal with it because, yeah, Buchanan has played with her, so she'll know a thing or two. But yeah, we will get into that. But yeah, I think that's going to be key uh, in deciding how this fiction goes.
0: Yeah, it'll be really interesting because, you know, the the way you talk about the way her game has has changed or the way she's being used differently this season, I actually think slightly plays into Chelsea's hands because what Chelsea have always struggled with is really the out-and-out wingers who because we don't have fantastic 1v1 fullbacks. So it'll be interesting to see whether if actually that kind of works out. Better for Chelsea. Um, but one obvious uh, mismatch, which I want to talk about, as well as talking a bit about Jennifer Marajan and, and her return from injury, is Leon's midfield and how that might match up to Chelsea's. Because obviously, if we're seeing this diamond, it looks like we're going to get sort of four Leon players all of which are incredibly technical. Like, Lindsay Horan makes me feel ill because she just ha- has that, like, clutch level to her game. Um, but Sarah and De and Damaris are also two two very impressive players. And not entirely clear how fit Aaron Cuthbert might be, so potential that we're going to get an Ingle, Leupold, Jesse Fleming midfield going on, especially if Chankovic also isn't fit. Um, we've got a case of the Leons, I think, at this point. Um how do you see those two midfields matching up? Because I think if you look at the pitch, that's the obvious area where Lyon have an advantage. Yeah, it's definitely going
1: to be uh, decisive. I think if if Chelsea persist with what they have been in, in the last few games, like they have sort of settled in a four two three one 2 sort of formation. If I'm not wrong, the, the previous one was uh, the last game against Reading was sort of a out. I don't know what what. No it one was. knows what that was. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I I think they'll sort of play like a four-two-three-one, but yeah, it comes with with the obvious problems of having four midfielders against your double pivot, unless you have your uh, number ten and your wingers also dropping off to defend that sort of central area. They could have uh, a very much, you know, numerical advantage and. Also, if if Erin Cuthbert isn't free, because when Erin Cuthbert is free and on song, she can she can be like she you can have like you're having two players in in one. She can cover the ground really well. She can support play wherever needed, and she she's just really good at performing uh, all sorts of action in that uh, in the middle of the park. But if she's not fit, that raises a major question, and I think that would again might force M.I.S. to you know come come with a solution that nobody has expected, maybe playing four fullbacks or whatever, like having them uh, play deep. Or maybe we saw uh, Maren Miel, they play uh, as the midfielder as well. So, maybe that could be uh, a solution they are looking at. Because you will have to match, some somehow you will have to match uh, them in, in, in midfield, in terms of numbers at least. Because that would be the starting point. Either have a fullback play inside, either have a winger play narrow or just something because if if the midfield natural midfielders aren't there, uh, I think you have to come up with you know innovative solutions, having your winger to tuck inside or having your fullback to tuck inside somehow, uh, and matching them in numbers in in that midfield area because like you mentioned, all the four players that you have named for Lyon in midfield are incredibly technical, and uh, while. Marozan's responsibility largely is concerned with, you know, she's been restricted to play a lot of creative role. Lindsay Horan can do both. Sarah Debrits can do both. Uh, we have seen that. And Damaris can provide the screening presence. So matching them in numbers would be a start, first of all. Then what happens and how that plays out. Uh, and as you mentioned, like, the formation for Leon. Uh, as the nature of of the formation that they play is, is a bit narrow, the structure that they have usually, so the width all usually just comes from from fullback uh, pushing high up, and they have um, really explosive fullbacks as well now with Eddie Carpenter returning and Sarma Basha returning as well. They have really explosive bombing fullbacks. So I think while it looks like a very narrow formation, if 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 they manage to get control of that midfield area, that will give them license to push their fullbacks high up as well and pin Chelsea further back, and then you know have have creators like Marozan and Sarah Bridge play those sort of incisive also. It's going to be it's going to be something definitely the, to monitor, and I think Chelsea do know that, so they'll have to initially come up with something to match them numerically in the midfield first of all and then see how the game develops in the first 15 minutes and decide from there how they want to attack or how they want to defend uh, the sort of attack that uh, Leon threw at them.
0: Yeah, something that I I wonder if we could see Chelsea do is is having the kind of midfield three matchup with Leon's kind of De Morris plus then the 28s and De Brits and Haran and seeing potentially like a Millie Bright step forward and and maybe try and man mark Marjan or something like that the way we saw Chelsea attempts to do with Jenny Hermoso, the way she dropped deep against Barcelona in the Champions League final a couple of years ago. I mean, who knows? There's lots of ways I think um, Chelsea could look to match up. It will also be interesting. Obviously, Guru Ryton and New Charles played as this weird kind of strike duo. And I don't know if there is anything to read into the the weird Reading thing other than just putting whoever was available on the pitch or whether that was you know an attempt to to look at what may be playing two up top and and thinking about uh, finding more players that way um obviously you mentioned the the Hegerberg fear and i do feel like leon have really played on this fear in kind of you know their their socials and and how they've brought her back or not quite brought her back into the side um to quote from bonpastor after the flurry game she said it was still a little bit tight for hegerberg to be in the group on friday evening she will be there on wednesday in the group of 23 players for the match against chelsea if she must return in that game i think she'll be ready for it it's up to us to look at how much time she'll play depending on the game state i feel like I'm fairly... I don't know. Maybe I'm being silly. I'm fairly convinced we won't see Hegeberg in the first leg, at least. um, Unless something has gone terribly wrong for Leon. But maybe I'll be wrong. I definitely think there's a lot of mind games. Uh, But, Yash, how much difference do you think Hegeberg could make, whether in this first leg or presumably we will see her at least in the second leg, given she's obviously so close to being ready to play? She hasn't played since november and i guess we look at the last season's champions league final and it was like wow she really showed up and she wanted everyone to know that like it wasn't alexia who was the best in the world she was still really good apart from alexia actually who kind of was still the best in the world um but she she'd been playing for a long time kind of up to that point and it had taken her a while to get back to that level um, we also then saw her have a Euros where she she did struggle to make an impact there too. Do you think the Hegerberg effect is a bit more mental than maybe it needs to be? Uh, no,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think uh, she's a really decisive. Player. You know, uh, she knows how to score. That's that's a simple way of putting it. She knows how to score. She she's an incredible player. Yeah she might struggle initially to get into that group but she, she's the sort of player that gets into it very quickly and while I do think she would uh, feature in the first leg at least but there will be that sort of like you mentioned, I mentioned it's all mind games uh, at this point of time because you throw in a player uh, like Hegerberg being available for that game and you sort of throw in a spanner in the works for whatever the opposition is playing you're like oh what if Hegerberg starts and what if they go back to a four-three-three? you have this incredible striker occupying your centre-backs and a big presence in the box, so how how are you going to deal with it uh, and whatever, but I think, I definitely think whenever she returns, that will be a major, major boost because that is what they have struggled with, they have struggled with putting the ball in the back of the net this season and I think if, if, if you have to reduce Hegerberg to just one particular quality, I think it's putting the ball in the back of the net. She That is what she excels at. That is why she is the top goal scorer in, in Champions League history, for in, in the UF Women's Champions League history. So, yeah, I think it's it's a big factor, although it might not directly affect the first leg, but uh, she is definitely going to come back uh, in, in full swing because, it, like, speaking not from just a tactical point of view, but if, when you look at her, you know, that that's, training video that we all saw of her just banging in the goal of of, of Selma Basha's cross. Uh, I think she loves to play in that competition as well. And that's that's something, you know, certain players have affinity to certain competitions and, uh, you know, certain big stages. So I think whenever she returns, uh, might not be the first leg, but definitely the second leg. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a major impact that she'll have. I think she'll score. In in one of the two
0: legs, I <laughs> All right, I'm going to choose to be more optimistic than you. I I think she's a fantastic player, and I am scared, but I do feel like it will be interesting to see when when any player has been out for a very long time. I I don't think anyone wants to rush them back in, and Leon will feel, I'm sure, that they've got well maybe again in the second leg it just feels like so much depends on how the first leg goes because if leon comfortably win the first leg without her then they probably won't think about risking her loads of the second leg uh, right we are going to take another ad break here when we come back i'm going to spin this round and we'll we'll have a look at maybe where chelsea can get at leon so we touched on the arsenal game and i totally agree that it was just kind of one of those games um arsenal Everything Arsenal touch turned to gold, but at the same time, I think there was elements there which showed some of the defensive susceptibility Le- to Leon have. You you already said that you know neither Leon nor Chelsea are going to win Champions League defence of the year, which I think is more than fair enough. Um, obviously. They brought Vanessa Gilles in to partner up with with Rendy Renard, what with Khadisha Buchanan, obviously moving to Chelsea, Grieres and Bok picking up that injury at the start of the season. Um, what have you kind of made of that partnership? For me, I feel like they're, they're two players who, whilst I think on their day, they can both be really good, Renard especially, obviously, like historically as well. But they're both players who, who can be susceptible to mistakes, to kind of losing players, losing track of players. And that's where I kind of feel like Chelsea and maybe especially Samka might be able to get the most draw in this match.
1: Yeah, definitely. I agree with your assessment of the centre-back pairing, especially because we have seen... Renard loses a step or two in the last couple of seasons. Uh, then with Mbok's consistent injury problems, uh, and, you know, all of them have been long-term for her, unfortunately. Uh, Mbok was the one that was supposed to, you know, take the reins from uh, Renard and be that leader in that back line, but that hasn't happened due to injuries. Now with uh, Vanessa Gilles, uh in the, in the lineup, I think while I think she has had a good time with, with Leon, uh, She's more of a no nonsense sort of defender. That is how I I view her. She she's not one to you know take the ball and bring it out and you know help that sort of build up play or something. She if she sees a ball loose ball she'll just clear it out. Uh, so I definitely think there's scope for that uh, uh, to exploit that sort of uh, backline uh, centre back duo. And we know Sam Kerr is is capable more than capable of doing that because. The way she pins the centre back, the way she makes her, you know, just changes her runs, make those fake movements uh, in the box to throw off defenders. So I think it's Chelsea will score. It's 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 not like uh, Leon are the best defense or anything. Like you mentioned, it's it's not going to be uh, a Herculean task for Chelsea to like score. Chelsea do have a lot of players who can like create chances and and perform in the final third of the pitch, especially like when you look at the front line, you've got, now you've got Lauren James, you've got Guru, right, and then obviously a focal point in Sam. So, I think Chelsea will score. Uh, I think that centre-back partnership is not uh, as, you know, really solid uh, as people might think it is, Uh, you know, as the reputation sells them to be. I don't think it's, it's that. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what to uh, what to add to that because uh, I definitely am not really high on, on the centre-back pairing from either teams mm. at the moment. Uh, there are issues uh, on both ends. So, I that's that why I keep saying that there will be goals and that is why this is a, such, such a tricky picture to call because there are similarities in where the both, both teams lack on, on the pitch. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think Chelsea will score in this game, and Sam Kerr will be involved somehow, uh, trying to manipulate
0: that backline. Yeah, I, I I think it'll be interesting, and and I think maybe it, it will be a game which comes down to to who can take their their chances better. Because you know, as you're kind of saying, like if the both teams, I think we both feel like both teams will get a good shot um, at scoring goals, and you know, maybe then that favors Chelsea, who've Shown they can be a lot more clinical this season, I think, than Leon. Um, one other thing, speaking of centre backs, Leon and Chelsea centre backs, obviously, Chelsea brought in Kadisha Buchanan from Leon. Lots of kind of hype, fanfare, uh, hasn't really played out, I think, exactly how Buchanan or Chelsea would have liked. Um, I I feel like there's just so much complexity around Chelsea's back line, which is tied into, you know, the off pitch realities of Magda Eriksen's position within the club and how that goes with her form and she's club captain and she's going to leave. Blah, blah, blah. And I don't think that helps with then, you know, Buchanan coming in, Millie Bright's then switch from the right side of the centre back to the left side of the centre back to get the best out of Buchanan. I think that was the right call, um, but obviously when when it comes to this game and part of the reason Chelsea were so attracted to Buchanan is her experience in winning the Champions League with Lyon and presumably, you know, her kind of knowledge of, of being in, in Lyon's setup as they've gone to, on to dominate the competition so much. I'm always a bit sceptical personally about this idea of like players used to play with other players so they're gonna know them really well because the reality is that's true for like lots of players like when you look at clubs, national teams, etc etc. But do you think maybe not so much about knowing what Leon are gonna do as maybe taking some more confidence? Do you think we could see that from Buchanan potentially in terms of playing against her former club? or am i just searching for a crumb of hope in chelsea's backline
1: i think there's an element of uh, you know the dressing room impact that we usually like talk about when when you sign players who have uh, you know won a lot or have previously been in a winning setup and uh, you are a team that wants to get to that uh, that sort of position so i think there is that sort of dressing room impact but like you mentioned, I, I I'm on the same boat as well. I don't think uh, uh, signing a player from from a club that has won a lot and then you expect them to like bring all that sort of uh, secret ingredient to your uh, to your club, it doesn't work like that. Uh, and I think uh, Buchanan has had a sort of uh, you know rough patch uh, as well uh, as well at at Chelsea now. Uh, you know, some mistakes have been uh, flying here and there with the timing of her tackles. And I think I think a lot of what the initial consensus on her was when, when the signing was announced was because uh, there weren't many regular watchers of uh, Lyon in, in the league. I mean, you see Lyon in Champions League and they put out one flawless game after another. But uh, when you watch them throughout the season, there are... Blips here and there. You get to see what what the players are on a consistent basis because eight game or seven game season, uh, you know, uh, in the in the knockouts for for the for winning the Champions League is, is a bit different than when you look at 22 games throughout the season. And I think mistakes were a part of uh, Buchanan's game there as well. But I think in terms of psychological edge. Well, Leon still have a lot of winners in in, in their uh, squad in their dressing room, so I don't know. It it might be just a slight uh, boost to Chelsea, you know. Uh, but apart from that, I don't know how how significant uh, signing uh, Buchanan from Leon to you know topple their empire would be. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it <laughs> seems like yeah, I'm, I'm not one to. Uh, uh, look at these things uh, in, in a lot of depth. I don't think uh, it's as significant as a lot of the fans uh, like to make it to be. But yeah, I, I hope she has an impact. I, I definitely think she has an impact in the dressing room uh, proceedings because uh, she she's a, she's definitely a winner. She has won with the national team. She has won with, with the club as well. So she has a voice and she knows what it takes to win. So yeah, definitely a, a factor. But how significant? I'm, I'm not really sure. Of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just hoping for a kind of you know Buchanan in Champions League final level performance when she had to come off the bench and she showed up then. So would you, someone showing up at some point, please? Uh, okay, I feel like you've kind of touched on it throughout the episode, but I want to come to you with with a bit of predictions. I feel like you're leaning towards a Leon win over the two legs, but potentially with goals and tension.
1: Uh, yeah, no. I feel really superstitious when trying to make make a prediction because uh, whatever I say it's going to come back to bite me somehow because one or the other fan base is going to be uh, pissed off that at what I say. So yeah, I think it will be a good game. I think it's difficult to call, but to Thank be on you, the so... safe side, <laughs> be on the safe side. I'm not gonna give you a scoreline prediction. So guys, if your team loses, it's not it's not me that <laughs> thinks that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough um, I am going to back a Chelsea win because I'm nothing if not a relentless optimist um, Alright, so just to run through the other Champions League fixtures Bayern play Arsenal tomorrow 5.45 UK time, then Barcelona heads to Roma at 8pm Leon obviously hosts Chelsea on Wednesday at 5.45 and PSG Wolfsburg the game after that Yash, if people want to find out more about these games we haven't spoken about, you've written a very handy explainer. Um, please take this moment to promote it and yourself.
1: Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, I did not plan this, but yeah. Uh, so if you want to uh, look at the previews for all the remaining fixtures, I've written a piece for Analyst. Uh, it's, it's on my profile as well, or you can just go on Analyst website and just read it. Uh, I previewed all of the four fixtures, uh, including uh, Chelsea versus Lyon. I think there are uh, some really good matchups in in all of the ties. So, yeah, if if you are interested in that, you can do that. I've also appeared on a on a Barcelona podcast to review Barcelona versus Rome, which on, on the first look looks like the most uh, lopsided tie, and I agree that it is. But yeah, you can hear uh, listen to that. If you want to know uh, more about AS Roma, who have been the Cinderella story in this in this season's Champions League, and uh, also in the league, they are uh, on a very good run, and I think they are on course. and I hope that they are able to beat Juventus for the title this season. They are eight points ahead, so yeah, a story to follow there as well. And um, if if you if you like to you know follow women's football, my username is uh odriozolite, uh so that's, yeah you can follow me if you like <laughs> i don't know
0: <laughs> yeah really that's a good good thing. promo i like it yeah we'll we'll tag Yash obviously in, in all the the tweets around the show so that'll make him nice and easy to find um and yeah, I, I do recommend reading the piece. Obviously, in Roma it is a great story. Here at Blue Royalty, we always support Joe Montemuro losing out. So uh, yeah, I'll back you on wanting them to win the title too. Uh, so coming up for us, yes, um, obviously uh, we've got Leon, and then we have City at the weekend, and then Leon again. So three absolutely massive games coming up uh, big thanks to yash to coming on the show really really appreciate him giving his time up um, we'll be back after the leon game to hopefully talk you through an even more impressive win than when arsenal went to leon uh, i feel confident about it all until then chelsea fans you know what to do keep the blue flag flying high